Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Castle Rock Season 1, Episode 6, it is called Filter. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. So, um, I want to go back to something we talked about way back in Episode 1. Okay. Because I feel like it's more relevant now. Remember the end of Episode 1 when Henry went out to the woods and there was that moment where sort of young Henry was kind of it was almost like he was in the same scene yeah all of a sudden that feels much more relevant and important to, mm. to what's going on given some of the, the concepts that are brought up in this episode and even the idea in this episode that Ruth is kind of like because we, we've been kind of looking at her as if okay so she's her memories are getting fuzzy and she's like thinking she's like years ago and she's whatever but the way she describes it when she's asked is that she's actually like finding herself in different times and the chess pieces that she's using are almost like a guide so that if she finds that she knows she's in the present and she's in the right time yeah it's interesting because it still leaves it open that she's not always you know sometimes it's you know she's going a bit crazy because mm-hmm. uh last episode we saw at the the at the back door you know as if it was 30 years ago um you know you're calling out tell, telling her husband to come in yeah, and and obviously then Alan walks in and, and sees her. So, you know, still in doubt as to how real it is that she's referring to. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. It's still very open ended with her. But I think her talking about that, given the other stuff that we get to with with Henry and these mysterious new characters, um, Willie and Odin. If I'm just looking at their names right, uh, or or the Culkin as I was calling them in my head as as he, as he appeared, um, these mysterious two guys in a Winnebago who who show up. And later on, so so the kid finds some old tapes, some old VHS recordings that, that Henry's dad made when they took him into the woods. And it sounds kind of weird that they're looking for something. Like, it's not just they're out there for a trip. They're out, they're out there to fish and whatever. Like, as Ruth, yeah. when, when she's actually like, oh, you went fishing and camping and maybe some duck hunting when the season was in. But it sounds a bit more specific. Like, no, no, they're out there trying to accomplish something specific. And yeah. Henry ends up going out with the camcorder and he's sort of looking at it and the battery dies and I'm glad it died because I was sort of thinking to myself, that camcorder's been sitting there for 30 years, there's no way that battery's keeping that much of a charge anymore. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad it died quite quick. Um, yeah. Although yeah. he should have he should have predicted this outcome. though. He was caught You'd off think. guard and I feel like this was a very likely outcome and Eddie got lost in the woods and I started laughing. I'm like, are you lost in the same woods as an adult you did as a kid? This is really funny to me. Um, big woods it's, it's his fault I mean don't worry, not, not that I can find my way around the woods I mean I'm, I'm useless I mean he's trying to use his sat nav but he's, his phone's dying I'm like you should charge your phone at least your phone's also, not also I can speak from experience they they do not work well in woods that doesn't surprise me they're, they're obviously very tailored to streets they're, they're great for streets and your roads as soon as you go into a field or the woods they just don't know what they're doing <laughs> That's a shame, because I feel like that's when you want it the most. When you're in your Blair Witch Project-style situation and you want to yeah. find your way back to civilization, yeah, that's yeah. when you want the sat-nav to work. They're, they're just... Yeah, yeah, they're accurate to within X amount, but hmm. in a woods, that's not accurate enough. You might get a general direction. Well, good. But... I mean, at least if it can tell you this way is north or whatever, you can... Yeah, but do you know what else can do that? <laughs> this guy. A, yeah. a, a compass. Oh, the compass, <laughs> Yeah, but who's walking around with a compass in 2018? I feel like if you're going into the woods, intentionally, maybe take a compass. 
I don't buy that Henry's got a compass on him. And I, I, I'm okay with that. This is a spur of the moment. He needs to go and check something in the woods. And he's probably not got a compass lying around. I feel like most people don't have a compass just lying around in their house to grab. But I'm just saying, if you're going to go into the woods, maybe take a compass. Don't be a dick. Be prepared. I bet most times you've been in the woods, you've not had a compass. That is actually untrue. Were you in the Boy Scouts or something like that? I was, yes. Well then, shut up. That is, that's, <laughs> that's different. That's, that's, you're tailor-made for that. Most of us, most times we're in the woods, we don't have a compass. We just don't go far enough that we can't find our way back. And that's, that's how we survive. I mean, sure, whatever. I'm just saying most people don't have compasses lying around. I mean, I had a compass to draw circles with. At that type of compass. It's a pretty shit compass, though. Unless you want to stab something. <laughs> So it's a handy. I, I did technical uh, drawings and stuff in schools. I needed a compass. Okay. It was essential. I, I think they're, they're one of those things that come in all the stationery sets. You know, the, you know, the back to school mm. stationery sets you get. That I think I maybe used like twice in my entire school life. Oh, you always got a set, set square as well, which I never used until I started doing technical drawings in high school. And it was like, oh, this is what a set square is for. <laughs> okay. Now I understand what this purpose is. Nice. Yeah, I don't think I ever used it. Yeah. I did quite a lot of that in high school. That was that was something I did quite up until the later years. But um, anyway, so he goes out looking and he's he's trying to like find like where you know he's trying to follow the footsteps of the foot the the footage and find where where him and his dad went and what what was going on out there because it's like what was he doing? I don't remember any of this. And of course he had that conversation with Molly where she confesses everything. Although what's interesting is she doesn't just like I mean obviously she says okay I felt that you hated him that you wanted him dead. She didn't just say, I went and killed him for you. This was different. She very specifically said, it was like we were connected and you did it through me. Yeah, I don't know how much I believe her. Like, I don't know how mm. much she's just trying to absolve herself of guilt so she can cope with it. That's fair. <laughs> I feel like I'm inclined to think she's onto something, not because of any character analysis, just because it's that type of show where it probably is something like that. <laughs> No, no, that's fair. I yeah. think for me, it's more interesting if she believes that, and uh, you know, just she picked up on it that strongly, and you know, we know she had a bit mm. of a crush on him as well, and and she thought she was you know really helping him out, and you know, just but couldn't really cope with what she was doing, so kind of lent into that as a story to to help herself. I'm wondering if like he did connect to her, right? He's got some sort of power as well, and it kind of bonded with her. And I'm wondering if, much like she thought it was a dream all these years, and she wasn't sure if she'd actually done that, I wonder if, like, again, it's not like he specifically wanted to kill him in, like, you know, a, of a conscious mind. It was more of a, a subconscious connection that kind of mm. carried this out. Uh, I, I don't think either one of them are actually just straight up, like, they wanted to be murderers. You know, they didn't, like, consciously think about it and go, I want to kill someone. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I feel like, I feel like that's where we'll get to with that. But he's out in the woods, and he gets lost, and it ends up in nighttime. And these two guys with a Winnebago, uh, Odin's the older guy. He he's deaf and he's using sign language. And uh, the Culkin is doing doing his uh, translating for him. His interpreter, and he knows his dad, or he knew his dad rather, Henry's dad. And he's like, oh, he used to come out here. This was his church, and he believed he could hear God. And obviously, we've had this tinnitus stuff, this ringing in the ear with Henry. Is like, oh, some people think it's just a ringing in the ear. Have you ever had anything like that? No, probably yeah. suspecting full well that he has. Oh uh, yeah, and he mentions oh, you know, it's louder in certain places. Yeah, certain places, some people never hear it, some people always hear it, um, kind of that. And then he, but then he gets to the interesting stuff. He gets to the interesting stuff where he's like, what he actually thinks is, because he doesn't necessarily believe that it's God himself. He's a, he's more of a scientist. And th this is actually where it was starting to really feel it lost to me, 
uh, where you've got these mysteries that some people are interpreting as as mythological, but it's really more of a, a scientific occurrence of some kind. Like, and because in this case, where he's talking about frequencies, in fact, he even says he's got two degrees, like one in uh, uh, bio acoustics and something else acoustics. They were both. I remember them being acoustics because yeah. you know he's deaf. Yes, which is obviously notable. So how did you study that when you, when you can't hear anything? Yeah. For, well, I mean, you, you can study the theory of it, of course, but like still... It was, but I know, but it that, that's why I remembered it, because I thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was bio, and I think the other one was... Um, Psycho. Psycho, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, it's okay, that's interesting. But he, started, uh, he thinks it's... Uh, what was he kept calling it? Oh, I can't remember the word. It began with an S, didn't it? Uh, oh, God. But anyway, so he... He describes it as he thinks it's um, different, because like, he, he has a really long, complicated explanation. He thinks it's this platonic biosphere, blah, blah, blah. Like, and Henry, quite like us, the audience, are like, what the hell did he just say? What's happening? Mm. And then he's like, oh no, it, what he's basically saying is that different, all possible pasts and all possible nows and all possible... It actually doesn't say futures. I noted that, actually. That he didn't say futures. He just said possible pasts and nows. So the future might be off limits here in terms of this, but and it's them trying to reconcile. The, the The noise is basically all of that kind of colliding, and like, and some people can hear it, and that's what you're hearing. Uh, but you have to like, you know, you have to drown out the other noise, get rid of the other noise, and just listen to it, and that's yeah. why you're only hearing a ring. Yeah. Um, was it schism? Was that the word? Schisma. Because there was an extra schisma. vowel at the end. That's it. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. There was an extra vowel at the end. It was schisma, uh, but he. Which makes sense, because schism. Yeah, that makes yes, sense. That's, uh, that's why it's come to mind. So, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. This opens a lot of doors. Like, Especially going back to that, that, that first episode, that scene we are talking about, where it felt like old and young Henry were there at the same time. Was that the schisma? Yeah. What was that It, it feels more likely now that it wasn't just a, a filmmaking trick. Because that was yeah. one of the... You know, we, we, we posited that it could be that. You yeah. know, we, we might have been reading into it too much, but now I I don't think we were. I think yeah. Now now it feels was going on, yeah. and it makes me wonder if like Molly killing his father was that actually this past or was that another world's past? Yeah. Okay. Because because yeah. he talks about possible past and possible presence. It makes me. I don't know if it's necessarily alternate realities per se, or is it this is a past that could have happened and she's remembering it, but that's not actually what happened in this world, or something. Okay. To that oh, maybe. The the question the real question is what's it trying to reconcile mm. if that's the moment that we're seeing them them collide what's it trying to fix well i feel like that entire time he was missing for those you know what was that 11 days or whatever i feel like that yeah, entire yeah. time is the is the hot zone that's the yeah yeah but what specifically that has caused this is is what i'm interested in i, I don't know I don't know. I can never even read it as a specific cause. I mean, there might be, and that's actually interesting. Is what is that? Is it just a kid? Like, was it him coming to this this world in some way? Was that mm. what that does? I was kind of reading it as there's always like things that's trying to reconcile. Like, there's always something. Okay. You know, like it's it's always doing that. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's just this is a specific instance that's been caused this, and it's rippled throughout all these past few decades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that said, it sounds like the kid was already around for a while because of all the stuff that happened in the 80s before he got locked up. That's true. Do you know what? That reminded yeah. me. I forgot to mention it uh, last episode. You know, you were going, oh, yeah, about three decades. Yeah. It was 27 years, which is, of course, the, the magic number for it. 
Oh, so, quite right. There you go. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's just again meant to be like a nice little Easter egg or just. Oh no, that's that's an intentional loop. I think it's probably an Easter egg. Yeah. Feels like Easter egg to me. That that feels. I mean, going back to Lost, that feels like the numbers. Like just they'll just throw them out there everywhere just for the little wink, wink. That's fair. Yeah. Um. If I if, honestly, if I'm expecting a lost Easter egg at some point, I'm expecting those numbers to appear. <laughs> It'll be like someone's security code or something like that. It'll be like you know, forty, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Remembered them, nailed it. All right. Um. So then they take them to the Winnebago, and they've got like a soundproof room, heavily soundproofed. It it almost looks like some a torture chamber, and it's not because it's foam. It's sound foam, but. If 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 you look at it at a distance, it almost looks like spikes. It almost looks like oh, this is just a spiky room you're going to get tortured in. Um, and in a way, it is a torture room because they actually shove him in. Well, they don't shove him in. He, he's sort of reluctant. He walks in and then he gets the door shut on him. And we find out, of course, that Odin made himself deaf. Like he actually wanted to hear better. He wanted to hear the hear the schisma better. Yeah. But he goes in, and we don't get a lot of it in this episode. Of course, we just get a couple of quick things where he's in pain. He's list, listening to this, and we see like some moments of his dad in the woods coming back to him and it's like he's hearing the this again the schisma uh revealing these these truths as odin put it um but no the that, question that, is how reliable are these truths right if if they are possible pasts hmm. i mean maybe they're not actually what happened maybe it's a bit misleading that's true that's true uh, I mean, Odin does say, like, what you're hearing now is rumour and what you'll hear in there is truth or fact or whatever. I wonder if that's something that can be shaken up. It's like, well, no, 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 no. This, this could have been a possible past. But, but yeah, just just because he says that, I, it doesn't mean that we should believe it, right? Yeah, no, no absolutely. So, um, that's it. I feel like there will be truth in it. It's just a case of, like even if it's not the past that happened, it'll probably still be useful or relevant in figuring out s- stuff. Yeah, yeah I, right? I don't think it'll have no purpose, no meaning. Yeah, just maybe it's not exactly what happened the way you know we're we're maybe expected to believe. I feel like it's more likely to be the real thing here, and the Molly flashback of killing his dad is more likely to be the the trick. I mean, it could both be a trick. They could both be you know false pasts. Yeah. Um. So and that that'll be a, probably a nice moment for Molly if she like finds out later that this didn't actually happen she didn't actually go into a room and kill a man yeah uh that'll be helpful and she's still seeing visions of him by the way with the bandages all over his face uh yeah, very creepy still proper creepy just one little moment uh only one little scene of jane levi she's just kind of outside the the, the building uh before De- definitely not enough <laughs> definitely not enough uh what's funny actually she's listed on imdb as credit only i'm like no she was there <laughs> she was in the episode she was the short scene but she was there um so no, that's this was for me the, the most interesting stuff of the episode was all the schisma stuff at, at the end, um, because uh, it was like okay we're opening a lot of sci-fi doors now to this this sort of like not necessarily time travel but like echoes in time and I like that idea. It's this kind of wacky, like again go back to Lost and back to like some of the kind of like mystery sci-fi that I like. It's it's almost like some nut job in a in a house somewhere is built like a wacky device that might pick up signals from somewhere else. Like is that kind of weird sci-fi that I really get into in yeah. terms of the 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 mystery of it and so I was kind of digging that. Uh meanwhile in this episode the kid cuz obviously the last time we ended with the cliffhanger of the the kid was at gunpoint with uh with Pangborn. Uh, it seems that Pangborn is believing that he can help Ruth. 
and he's like, oh, so what do we need? And he's like, oh, you'll go get the Lincoln, the car, the car that Lacey was in. And he goes on this wild goose chase to to get the car, and he ends up ho- holding someone else up at gun. This is a this is a running theme here, actually. Pangborn likes to hold people up at gunpoint. Yeah, he he, he tries to offer him money. He's like, well, you know, two two hundred dollars. The guy's like, nope. And five hundred, still no. All right, well, gun it is then. <laughs> I, I, I like that he probably like, he, he capped out there though. Like if he could afford a thousand, he may have tried a thousand. It might, have, but maybe, uh, maybe you know. Okay, if he's not taking five hundred for something that you know he's scrapping, right? Yeah. Then he's not going to take anything. Yeah, yeah. He's a man of principle, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he gets the car. He comes back. And there's all that stuff with the kid kind of wandering around, listening to records. Obviously, he finds the videotapes. Um, and he eventually. Uh, like we, we, he comes back at the end, Pangborn, and he's just sitting out in the out in the house. Because there's there's one like scene when he comes in the house and Ruth's there, and Ruth like sees him kind of in close proximity for the first time, I think, at least this episode. Um, mm. and Pangborn comes up at the end, and the kid's sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, you got the car? That'll be a a monument to to Warden Lacey." And he's like, "What the hell you say, boy? <laughs> you said you were gonna help Ruth. Why'd you say that?" He's like, well, you shouldn't have locked me up in that car, or left me in the car. Yeah, and then he notices he's got blood on his hands, and he gets worried about Ruth. And naturally, we get worried about Ruth, and he runs in the house, and you know the 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 cooker's on, overheating. There's like stuff all over the floor. There's blood around. We don't mm. get to see her. This is kind of the cliffhanger of the episode. We just cut back to the kid, just kind of staring into nothing as he does. Um, yeah. But could could did he harm Ruth? Did he did he kill Ruth? Who knows? But we'll know next week. <laughs> We'll oh yeah, out. but I I don't know. It feels like an obvious misdirect, especially if you end your episode on it. It does. It does feel like a misdirect. But at the same time, I guess my argument to why it could could have happened, um, is that maybe like Sissy Spacek. Obviously, I mean she's not a huge name in the sense that I, I don't think she's hard to get. But she she's kind of a big notable kind of like oh she's like a king actress who came back from Carrie. Like, yeah. You know, I I could see them killing her off like halfway through. I uh, could. I think. The thing for me, though, is if they were going to kill her here, usually, you know, rules of TV for cliffhangers, you show the body here, right? Yeah, you, you end on true. that and then leave the impact of that. You you leave on the mystery, they're probably not dead. Yeah. I, I guess that kind of harms this cliffhanger a little bit in the sense that we're just kind of like, okay, I guess she's probably alive. But at the same time, it's murky enough where I'm not convinced. So instead of just feeling like the shock of her possibly being dead, I'm just kind of like, oh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. see you next week. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not super invested worried. enough to care. Yeah, um, but... I, I did like the scene though where she sees him out the window and is like, "Oh no, that's that's the suit we we buried him in." You know, referring to to her husband. Or was she? Was this a glimpse of the future? Yeah, <laughs> we buried him in that suit. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I think, joking. Does, but... does she not say you? She says your father, right? When, yeah, she does. She does. I'm, I'm yeah. just joking. I'm just joking. Just, just checking because. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the thing with the chess pieces. Of course, she's saying that to uh, Henry's son, who we've not mentioned yet. There's another little subplot in this episode is that Henry's son yeah. comes to visit. Um, Wendell, his name is. He uh, uh, He's on the video games, on his, on his phone. He's playing his, his Pokemon Go and Rock Off. Uh, knock Off. Knock Off. Um, knock Off. I'll say that properly. I don't know why I was Yeah, I think that off. led to some of the most cringe-inducing dialogue of the episode from, from Henry, you know, talking mm. about him on his video games. I'm like, people don't speak like this. Yeah, that this time of like uh, the kids with the video games that that we've kind and, of been and over the kid that being for a like, while. Piss off! I'm almost at level four. I'm like, no one really does that. Yeah, especially not a mobile game. You just you know, just put it down. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it kind of feels like, again, it's a writer who maybe doesn't play games or whatever, writing dialogue about games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, it just it stuck out to me. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's fair. Some interesting little tidbits, though. I, I liked um, him being curious about how he was adopted and asking about his real parents. And, of course, actually, I mean, I saw it coming. He was going to say, no, no, they are my real parents. Like They, they raised me. Um, and... You know, it's, it's a reasonable enough moment. The, the, I mean, it was probably the dullest stuff of the episode, just because, just by its nature, it wasn't the exciting stuff. But I mean, yeah. Um, and, it, and the problem as well is it's it's hard to have an attachment to a character that you know we're like halfway through the season now and only just introducing this. Yeah, I think it's not so much that we're supposed to care about Wendell specifically. I think it's more about the the weird relationship that that Henry has with him. Because uh, as later on, as Odin and uh, Culkin point out, I know his name's Willie, I'm just calling him Culkin because he's, he's he's a Culkin. Uh, but he uh, says, oh, like, they actually bring up his son. He's like, oh, you have a bad relationship because, you know, he doesn't know who his father is because you don't really know who you are. He's he's, he's not found himself. He's, uh, it, made, it made me think of Unbreakable a little bit. You know how, like, in Unbreakable, Bruce Willis mm. is like, you're not comfortable with who you are because you're supposed to be this hero. And deep down you don't really know that but deep down it's there there's this nagging feeling that you're not who you're meant to be yeah which makes me wonder is henry from a different past did henry cross over is this not the, is this a different henry than the one that left oh that's in interesting yeah so in those 11 days we got a replacement yeah we got a henry from a different universe or something i don't know well maybe maybe it's possible is that why he can't really remember anything from that time? Because he didn't go in the woods and do all this stuff. He just kind of showed up yeah, at the end he, of it. Yeah, he never really experienced it. Interesting. I know. Just thoughts. Just thoughts. Um, but I think that's kind of the point is to kind of like... Uh, I, I think it kind of it ties in again to the idea of him being adopted. Like thematically it might, might work with that a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I do think it's the, the, probably the most interesting thing from from the kid was he asked Henry why oh, did they adopt the, you? The kid or Wendell? Uh, this is uh, important. Wendell, I forgot yeah. the name obviously, and, I, and you, usually that wouldn't matter, but you know I forgot that the other character was just the kid as well. Yes, yes, we have a character uh, on this called the kid, so we can't just we, be called Wendell. We do, you're right. Um, yeah, no, he asked Henry, you know, why, why did they adopt you? And he just kind of goes, oh well, you know, they they tried to have their own, they couldn't. Uh, you know they had they had some complications. Um, I I can't help but feel he's he's getting on the core of a of a question that we should be asking, right? You know why did they, uh, maybe there's more to it, uh, especially if if the father was you know searching for something in particular. What why did he adopt Henry? Was there something in particular about him? Oh, did he specifically pick Henry because he suspected he may have an ability or he may have something? Yeah, that's oh. that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I can see it. I can see it. I don't know. I might be reaching, but but just him asking it made me question it too. Hmm. No, I can see it. But hey, so uh, interesting episode for sure. Uh, oh, definitely. The schisma stuff in particular really uh, piqued my interest. It was it was kind of the pulpy sci-fi mystery stuff I can kind of I can get into. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm done with it. So so fun stuff. Uh, but hey, so that, that's Castle Rock episode 6 we'll be back next week episode 7, hopefully earlier in the week we're a little, little bit late with this one uh, due to some scheduling issues but uh, 
Let's hopefully be back to back to regular time next week. So, uh, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, if you want to support the channel and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Um, even for a dollar a month, you can support us and feel warm and fuzzy on the inside and get some bonuses out of it as well, of course. And um, if you can't do that, don't feel too bad. You know, you turn off your ad block, let the ads play on YouTube. That does help too, um, if you can't be a patron. Uh, but thank you very much, uh, whatever way you do support us, even watching as as a support. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you next time. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? Yeah.